it's just it fucks with me like i see i really don't know when it starts recording it just does it's i'm i'm just so confused about using this whole shit bro i downloaded oh. this today i'm as confused as you cuz <laughs> so let me let me go in with the intro cuz as i said this is the only formal part of this fucking conversation yep. so welcome guys welcome to uncast episode 2 and today we're going to be talking about a lot of shit i really want to put a tag on it but i can't it's just too we're... widespread it's way too it, widespread it's it's insanely widespread cuz i'm talking to an old friend that the last time i met him was around like 6 3 years back ago. Really? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, no. Six, seven years back, I think my time sense is messed up. Then, wow. Yeah, because, bro, I, you need to realize, I moved out of Shoba. <laughs> I moved out of Shoba. I went to college. All that happened. So, wait. I haven't seen you since you left. I'm pretty sure I've seen you once between you leaving for college and... Oh, man, no. I don't think so, bro, because I remember you moved out... as well like you i moved out like okay wow yeah crap dude i just realized oh i know oh wow okay wow that's 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 different wow that's 6 7 years since i've spoke to this guy that's crazy but dude honestly i just want to talk about like the last i'm not going to i'm just going to come straight off the bat i'm just going to say that dude the last time i saw you i remember having this conversation with rishab and just going that this kid just has so much fucking potential Hey. <laughs> why is he just so lost because at that point bro i know for a oh fact because yeah. i i know for a fact you were getting it on the, like the wrong people and and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we know the troubles that you know there was just a bunch of shit that he was going through bro and, oh my god i i mean like looking back at it right like just is like all the all the shit that happened during that point of time in my life it's like how am i still alive <laughs> oh, how how do i survive all of that big facts so honestly i so i th- i thoroughly believe in the fact that everybody has like a point where they flip the switch mentally mm-hmm. you get around to say every like everybody just goes you know what this is it this is rock bottom now i'm just gonna now i'm gonna prove every motherfucker on the planet wrong yeah and, I, i definitely had that <laughs> and if anybody says that no it's not the same for everybody i've just been dedicated my whole life i'm sorry it just hasn't hit it's, you it's not, yeah it's not true <laughs> it's not true they if they haven't if they don't have that experience in their life they will never understand how it feels and i feel like i feel like we've been lucky enough to the earlier it comes the better even though it's not you know the ideal childhood or the ideal see that's that's that's, that's that's why i disagree with the earlier the better right because honestly i do see the benefits of having all of that or having all of those experiences as a kid but uh-huh. like i would still rather choose a good childhood over that and have maybe like later in my teens like maybe now maybe when i was like 17 18 yeah. but then again like if it did happen now i wouldn't have the tools to deal with it like i'm like i'm doing with all of the stuff that i'm doing now but bro so when do you think you had like that flip when did you decide that you know what i'm going to become a fucking international boxer um so Well, like I grew up in a very abusive home, and mm-hmm. um, I had no idea what to do for a while. And I mm-hmm. like hopped around uh, karate and taekwondo and stuff. But like mm-hmm. the problem with that was, it's like a even the match, right? It's like a one tap and you come out. It's just for points. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. if you hit the guy once, they separate you, and then the thing starts again, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I watched the Rocky movies, and I was oh. just like. Oh man, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and um the first time the first time that I went for it, I was like this is crazy, this is the best thing ever. 
trained for like three months, went for my first match, got my face pummeled in. And um, <laughs> it didn't stop me at all. I, I was still that, you know, super dedicated, super determined kid. But then there was a point in my life where I sat down and I thought about what I wanted to do in life because at that point, I'm not going to get into detail, but at that point in my life, um, shit was beyond fucked up at home. And mm-hmm. um, it was like getting worse in other fields as well. So I thought mm-hmm. I really need to figure out what I'm going to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, I would rather die than have a desk job. <laughs> That's oh. the one thing I realized. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I will do anything but sit down like 12 hours or 10 hours a day and work. Because, I mean, like, dude, it, 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 more than, like, everything else, right? I don't think that's even healthy for your psyche. Like, I, I don't think sitting in one place and just doing the same thing over and over again is, like, any... Like, you don't get anywhere. Even if you do have, make a living off of it, you don't, like, progress. So, yep. yeah, so I, I sat down and I was like, I mean, I do have boxing. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And at that time, I was dabbling in everything. I was in boxing. I was in MMA. And then um, I just sat down and I was just like, screw it. I need to focus all of my energy on this. And the next day when I went to training, shit just seemed different. It wasn't like a joke anymore. It was like, oh, I'm in this for life. Bro, that, that's amazing. So, <laughs> you know, the, so the reason I asked you about the flip is because my, what happened with me was very, very, I wouldn't say similar, but mm-hmm. it reached a point. So, High school was tough. I'm not going to lie. 11th mm-hmm. and 12th grade were per, like perhaps the two most difficult years of my life. Not and really, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, sometimes you walk into a room and you know that every motherfucker in this room just looks down on me. Yo, like, oh, my God. Finally, know, someone who gets it. You know that feeling when you just yes. walk in and you know that there is no guy in this room that's going to talk to me and there is no girl in this room that is even going to sympathize to talk to me. Yep. It, <laughs> that so that practically was my 11th and 12th because I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't my fault i definitely did some questionable shit but i was a kid dude i was learning i didn't i didn't know what right and what wrong was mm-hmm. i just knew that i you know at that point i'm not gonna lie i was just one cocky bastard <laughs> and that got me into trouble with the most powerful people in the school and you know how ugly that can get Yo, so, yeah i i know firsthand <laughs> <laughs> So that happened, and so this is like my farewell, right? And mm-hmm. I'm and I'm just sitting there, and you know I'm all suited up, you know I'm finally getting into the school, and towards the end of it, every single person in that class was taking pictures, talking, and I was just that aside. And it wasn't even the fact that I was alone; it was just the fact that none of these motherfuckers thought of me as an equal. Bro, I, I know how that feels. I, I was looked down upon simply because of the questionable choices I made as a kid. I know and exactly I was, how you like, feel. Yeah. Dude, you know, I never, I never give a shit about marks. I never have, give, like, to date, I don't give a shit about marks. But mm-hmm. something in my brain switched at that point. I was just like, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell these kids who the fuck I can be. And it's it's a whole mentality switch, man. Like you exactly, forget the person and, that you were. And you wake up the next morning and your everything is different. You have mm-hmm. a goal in mind. You have a vision. And everything seems clearer, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of the problems that you had before slowly start like decomposing into smaller bits that you can figure out. Exactly. And not and not and not like it's ever stopped. That was just a flip. The problem mm, exactly. they, keep coming. they keep coming. You know, you're gonna hit 
you're going to hit bottom and then you're going to and then you're just going to be like you know what i need to level up my game again exactly and the whole at least that's what's been for me for the past 4 years is just you know what i'm going to get hit i'm going to get back up and i'm going to figure the shit out again see like that's how i felt about like um after a point of time like for you right it would be like whenever you evolved or whenever the the you know you hit this switch the like flip your entire mindset around when the next big problem came up you needed to change your mindset all over again it was like the same shift except into another higher gear right yep 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 well put, so that's well that's that's like the same thing when it when it came to like a loss in boxing like i i remember winning eight straight matches and thinking i was like the, the uh, i mean I, i mean i thought i was mike tyson i mean come on who wouldn't right <laughs> eight eight wins in a row well that's amazing um, i'm not going to lie <laughs> my my cocky has decided to uh decided to challenge the um the silver shorts champion of haryana and oh, uh, oh man dude this guy rocked my world i'm i'm talking about <laughs> my my eye was cut my uh left i couldn't see through my left eye because it was swollen over wow. um yeah yeah i was i was in a bad place and um i sat down and i was just like yeah you're not good enough <laughs> and um i remember i remember at that point in my life i was like it felt like exactly how i felt before i made the first switch and i was just like okay so this doesn't mean that this is the best that i can do this just means that this is the best that i can do right now and the same thing happened it was just like another click and i was just like okay i have to i have to train harder i have to do this and then i went home and the only thing going through my head was should i train harder or should i just go back and fight the same guy again and see how it goes because like at that point in time i still hadn't made that switch my mind was still like you know i still thought i was the shit i still thought mm-hmm. it was just like an unlucky thing and mm-hmm. i remember sitting at home for like two or three days just like i didn't do anything i didn't train i didn't go out i think i put on like i don't know 2 kgs to 1/2 kgs maybe mm-hmm. and um after that right i got a call from my coach and he said um three months you have a match against the golden shorts of haryana and i was just like what do you mean i just lost against the silver shorts mm-hmm. i don't i didn't even have a title shot and he was no they've assigned you for a match you uh have a you know one month period to decline or accept and then you know you have three months to train and i was just like done i'm in and that's when i realized that no matter how many matches i lose as long as i say yeah i can still fight they're going to send me for another match and that's when i realized that i mean from wherever you are you only have up to go like there's no there's no way that you're going to get worse when a fight is coming towards you say even if you don't train right that mental pressure that you're going to have to step in and face whatever problem you're going to have to face will eventually catch up to you and like make you change the way you think big facts big facts you know there's so one of the speeches that i follow and you know it's been like a life motto me lot no more life motto for me for a while is actually matthew mcconaughey's oscar acceptance speech all right all right all right <laughs> that speech i remember it i remember you know, it I, the speech like, was um, it, it was it was short but if you actually analyze what he said oh yeah 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 it, it's dude, it's it's one of the most motivating things that i've listened to dude he says i'm always going to chase the person that i'm going to be in 10 years exactly like, that he I'm, said he said someone came up to me and asked me who's who's your hero and i said it's me in 10 years and the same person exactly. came back and asked me in 10 years are you your hero and he goes no my hero is me 10 years from now It's like he's always aiming to be better. That's the mindset that you need. 
dude and you know it's it's all i feel like a person is in the best position for growth when you're just a step above rock bottom do you get it yeah like, because at rock bottom you're like you're stagnant you can't it's it, a lot of people think that when you're at rock bottom there's nowhere to go but up i would uh, not agree with that because when you're at rock bottom you're just stagnating man once you like, get out of that yes exactly rock bottom is not something that you've hit like i know a lot like see the thing is no matter how bad my life is got right like mm-hmm. no matter how I'm, i'm talking about lowest of lows mm-hmm. i would never say that oh man i i can't do anything to get out of this because like there are stories of people who've had a worse life than this and managed to make it a better one than what i have right now mm-hmm. so the basic like mindset should be if someone else can do it so can i exactly and it's just i don't know dude it's i so i'll tell you what it was it was i see a lot of people in my college i see a lot mm-hmm. of people around me that have just got a lot of things on a silver platter oh it. yeah man i i, I completely I understand like, you dude i've i've transferred three schools in three years of my college life and not all of them willingly and you know it's you you're here in this college and you're giving it shit and you're saying that you know it's not great and this and that i'm just like there are points when you be grateful and there are points when you be critical exactly you be critical of yourself and you be grateful of what you're giving to yourself 100% agree so it just it's you know i'm honestly i think i'm i'm glad i could talk to you about this cuz out of not a lot of people that i know and trust me that's a long list oh yeah <laughs> someone and i've i've seen someone turn their life around the way you have like i'm not even like this is not this is not for the podcast this is not for anything this is just me being dead ass honest hi so thank you <laughs> <laughs> let's let let let's talk about your music too cuz oh okay cuz honestly i i listen to indie rap i listen to a lot of that oh but same i do what, i do I what do. what you're doing and your flow and your rhythm bro i love it <laughs> hey I thank you so much man honestly it means like, a lot cuz the thing is i've i've seen people rap and i'm just like just because you're talking about bitches and money and or, you're not you're not doing good job with the rap my friend exactly <laughs> really not and see it's like when 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 you're in any music uh, genre right it's like if you're going to focus on whatever music genre you're focusing on even in that genre you need to focus on what's going to make you big like what works for you like see i never recognize mumble rappers as real rappers but mm-hmm. at the end of the day these guys focused so much on their beats that they became like you know one hit wonders that they made millions of their songs like i know at least five artists right now that i can name to you their mm-hmm. lyrics are garbage but the mm-hmm. beat is so nice that you can bop to it like for hours mm-hmm. that's it's, it's like the same it's like if you take let me say um let's say i take okay like imagine j cole right his beats are very 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 simple like mm-hmm. there's no there's not a lot of intricacy there's not a lot of um i mean if you ask any guy who makes beats he will tell you the j cole beats are pretty simple like have you listened to noro models Course, exactly it's a very very simple beat right but like the lyrics are very intricate and it's like every line connects with the next 
and you, it's like a story. It's not like just random bars here and there. But then you look at shit like um, Migos, right? It's like one sentence through the whole song, but the beat is like incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like this beat that's like just made for nothing but like a bop, like a headbanger. So if you're gonna if you're gonna focus on you know one part of your music, you need to make sure that that one part is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, not that's gonna lie, normally I contradict somebody on their opinion, but mm-hmm. your everything you just said, I 100% agree with. There is <laughs> nothing else that I want to add to that. Hey. But, <laughs> dude, I honestly I look at some guys' flow. And I'm just, and I genuinely get jealous because dude, I'll tell you what my problem is. I have, I'm, I'm very lyrical. Like I have the rhymes. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen like your poetry is like off the chart, honestly, because like I've seen a lot of guys do poetry. Nobody has the storytelling plus the vocabulary capacity that you do. I mean, a lot of people, I can say that a lot of people have better vocabulary than you, but those guys don't have the storytelling capacity that you do. And I can say a lot of guys have better storytelling capacity, but they don't have the same vocabulary that you do. So you got like the perfect balance. Dude, thanks a lot. But it's it's just that I wish I could put that on a beat. Because, you know, trust me, I've tried freestyling. I've tried all of that. And the mm-hmm. minute a beat comes around, I start like, I don't know. I just I just can't go along with the beat. I don't know what it is. I just I just can't. Like, but if you give me a word or if you give me like an emotion dude i can write lyrics that'll tell you a whole story with one rhyme it's like trust me if you actually ever read what i write it's it always i do i do i follow your uh, writing page (laughs) it always starts with an emotion and then it moves on to a rhyme Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. kind of just explains that emotion right Mm -hmm. so it just also, I actually want to talk to you about this. So recently, I've been doing the whole "fucked in the head" series, uh-huh. and that obviously came, you know, that that heading came from like Eminem's "Insane," yep. and the first time I heard that song was on your story. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about like a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Yo, that song has been my jam since I was a little kid, man. That that's like Ooh. the reason that that's been my jam is because. I mean, when I was, I mean, when we were growing up, right, it's like everybody that was not part of our generation and even a few people in our generation hated this guy because number one, when we were growing up, we didn't know a lot of rappers except Eminem, right? Mm -hmm. Like Lil Wayne and stuff, but like Eminem was like the big name that everyone knew. And all people thought he did was like, you know, cuss and like, you know, name drop and shit. And then... Insane was like that one song where he was like, okay, I'm going to do everything that you guys are accusing me of. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. So you can make money off of just like going off at people. And like, I saw this and I was like, he's not holding back anything. He's saying whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. And there's nobody that can stand against him because like, even if they do, you have to be at the same platform, the same level that he is. And nobody's at that level, even back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, dude. Definitely. But, uh, you know, Eminem, Eminem definitely had a killer beat killer mentality. Oh, and, yeah. 100%. And you know what? You know where I've seen that? Like, I've seen that kill or be kill mentality in combat sports a lot. Like, I have, I have seen motherfuckers that get ready to fuck up their opponent simply because they're their opponent. You know? It's, 
it's a very it's a very strong emotion that they project which is just you know i don't give a shit who's in my way i'm going to i'm going to take them out of the way there are there and, are there are a lot of different mindsets for for being a fighter problem yeah. is that not all of them genuinely work if Definitely. you have if, like i i i'm not speaking out of personal experience because uh-huh. i haven't changed my mindset that much from the first time that i had i mean the second time that i had that switch mm-hmm. but the two m- mindsets that i have experienced are um, when i was after i got my face pummeled in on the first match it was just like an experience i just like found out that oh this is how you know a match feels this is the adrenaline rush of it so i didn't really have a mindset for the first one it was just like go in find out how you know the whole thing works mm-hmm. and then after that i think the next eight matches uh that that one little win streak i had i didn't focus mm-hmm. on anything but you need to win it wasn't like uh if to me it wasn't even a fight it was literally just another sport like if you threw me in um basketball i'm pretty sure i would have had the same mindset that i had for those matches but then once that switch happened right once that mentality switch happened after i lost again mm-hmm. i realized that 80% or at least 75% of the outcome of a match is your mindset you can mm-hmm. train because like i've seen guys right who train for like ages and ages and they get beat by a guy who's just you know this beast of a mindset who's only been training for like a couple of months or something mm-hmm. because there's there's that there's that you know push inside your head that says you have to do this because yeah. i remember i remember after my first loss the only thing that went through my head was you know you have to change your mindset you have to change the way you look at it and then when i went for the match against uh, the golden shots of haryana mm-hmm. they had given me a call and they, they, you know after that thing when i was training all i thought was if you're a gladiator and you go in to fight someone mm-hmm. either he kills you or you lose and then they throw you to the tigers there's no walking out of there alive unless you win that's Definitely. the only way that you're going to you're going to live to see the next day and i then you know i i eventually like honed that mindset and i was just like there's nothing else but this fight like you can't move on with your life unless you win and after the point of time that just became like everything to me like if you walk into a ring the only way you walk out of that ring alive is if you win it became just that brutal gladiator mindset and i'm i'm 90% sure that a lot of professional combat athletes you see do have this mindset definitely but do you think it transitions into real life do you think it yes. transitions out of the ring into 100% 100% 100% see the, the it's 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 a plus and a bonus i mean wait no it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because mm-hmm. um when i mean it does make you incredibly competitive right at no matter what you do like say uh-huh. you, you're taking a test or you're um you know playing some football with your friends of course it does give you that you know incredible i'm going to have to do this mindset but after a certain point in time it kind of you know you have to kind of separate that fighting life or you know your combat sports life from your everyday life because once you start putting that mindset and everything else it slowly starts becoming a little more aggressive with everything else like you can't take anything lightly after a certain point of time because everything feels like it means so much so you have to like figure out what you want to apply this mindset to mm-hmm. definitely listen shaman just a quick technical thing right yeah. next to where it says voice connected on your screen there's going to yeah. be like a waveform 
click on that and then click on noise suppression. So it's there's going to be your voice. There's going to be okay. Um. Yeah, it's on. Okay, great. So, dude. The thing is, I have seen so many people have that mentality, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a lot of them get obsessive about it. So I'm yes, not, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, but I also, when I was going through all that shit, I realized that you know you gotta have you gotta have that mentality, but you gotta have a way to control it, or it's just gonna get out of hand. Yep. And that yep. that's how I feel about everything. Honestly, I feel like everything has an ideal situation and a non-ideal situation. So with that mindset, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, there's going to be a, a thing either matters to me or it doesn't matter to me. And if this matters to me, I'm going to be the fucking best at it. Exactly. Yeah. That, so, that's, that's how you differentiate where you need to apply the mindset. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's why, because otherwise, if you just have that mentality where you're just like, you know what? If somebody disrespects me, I'm just going to punch their face in. That, yeah, that, 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 that becomes a problem. Is, that mentality becomes such a big problem because tomorrow if I'm at a party and some drunk fuck comes up to me and says some shit, I'm not going to hit him with a one-to-one, -one, you know? I'm just going to... Yeah, of course. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to try to distance yourself from that situation. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, it's we're not savages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like we may inspire from them, trust me, because both of us have Viking tattoos, man. Both yeah, of us, yes, both, yes, we do. Both of us, both of us I, I know for a fact, both of us inspire a lot from the Viking, Japanese, and the Roman cultures. Simply yes. Me. Have you seen all my tattoos? <laughs> I sure <do> hope not. <laughs> okay, um, I have a Veni Vidi Vici along with a Spartan helmet tattooed on my left leg. Uh -huh. I have... Um, if you want change, you must bring chaos, written in Norse runes on my right leg. Uh -huh. I have um, the words death, strength, courage, and honor in Japanese, old Gushido, your, I mean, yeah, old kanji on, on my back. The thing is, I know everything from Insta. That's all I know. All the Insta uh -huh. is from Insta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my so, my tattoo is actually, it's so first of all, this is my first tattoo. My mm -hmm. second one, I'm going to talk about later, but the one that I currently have is actually the logo of this podcast. So the three, so symbols, there's three logos, right? It's the symbol of strength in Japanese, yeah, yeah. the Omega so symbol, and are on the logo are actually my three symbols that I have tattooed on my arm. That's that's so, really nice. So the first one is the Japanese symbol of you know strength, and mm -hmm. the second one is the Viking symbol for Valhalla. Mm -hmm. And you know it's not the whole symbol; it's just the Valhalla triangles. But yeah, yeah, it, it, they always are used to represent the concept of Valhalla. Mm -hmm. And the last one is you know the Roman symbol of Omega. Now I'll tell yeah. you how I read these three. These three are literally the principle of my life, which is I must use everything I have, all the strength I have, to do everything I can. Because you know the concept of Valhalla has always been that it doesn't matter how many enemies you're facing; if you're gonna die, you better take down thirty of them exactly you die with honor exactly so you know i must use all the strength i have in you know until like in everything i've got until the end because the omega signifies the end in even in the bible when you talk about the bible it's always referred to as the alpha and the omega where the mm -hmm. alpha is the beginning of the world and the omega is the ending of the world in, yeah. in roman cultures omega was kind of referred to you know, it was the symbol of the God of War, dude. Come on. <laughs> so, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So it 
it, that that's kind of my basic principle cuz i've to date never met a single person that's agreed with what i'm about to say and i want to know if you agree with it or not is Go that ahead. everything that i do in my life i have to work twice as hard compared to the other guy as in to to get a particular thing in life the other guy may have to work hard but i may have to work twice as hard to get the same thing 100% so see i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's true i'm not saying that you have to work 100% but i'm saying uh-huh. that no matter who you are that should be your mindset uh uh-huh. because imagine right say you know of a person and you know that say take it in combat sports as well you know of a person who trains a certain amount of hours a day if you you're expected or if you have a goal to beat this person your basic mindset should be i need to train twice as hard as him because if you're not doing that then you're not ready to take on this person that's that's the basic uh principle of any fight that you should or any you know um goal that you're trying to achieve you need to be better than the rest or you're not going to be the best exactly exactly and you know my i obviously use it in a situation where it's not combat sports i try to use it in you know i have my goals in mind i've always you know wanted to have my own company i've always wanted to be a rich chass filthy motherfucker exactly but, and to do that you're not you you can't have that uh you know i need to get a job after college mindset you need to have that mindset of i need to work so hard that i need to be at least twice or thrice like you know times bigger than everybody else who's in the same class as me or who's in the same batch as me exactly like if i'm in this class of 200 people i better make sure i can code circles around each of these motherfuckers exactly man you know it's that's how that's how i kind of decide to use this whole mentality and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people just look at look at all these cultures as just history and i feel like there's a lot there's a lot to be learned from that people are very dismissive about it i mean it depends on which culture you're looking at man because i feel like a lot of cultures have too much of uh, of of when you look at a culture and you take all of the good aspects of it right like mm-hmm. take let's say spartans for example right mm-hmm. in my personal opinion i don't think that there are many cultures who could live up to what they did because even though that they were part of a of an entire country they recognized that they themselves were the alpha amongst everyone else and they didn't let anyone tell them otherwise and i i completely respect that mindset of course making your kids train from the age of 7 or whatever and um, you know making sure that every spartan man is the at peak physical activity of course yeah it makes sense but then you also have to realize that these were the same people who you know used slaves to make the entire city run and they mm-hmm. also just killed slaves for fun like if you're a spartan boy of, of um, ancient spartan lineage and you see a slave walking on the road and you just just decide to walk up and kill him no charges can be pressed and mm-hmm. even worse than that even if a slave is free and he's not of the spartan bloodline and he is killed in sparta you know it's not a crime because he was once a slave so mm-hmm. when you look back at all of the tiny tiny flaws that these cultures had yeah it does it does seem like we can't follow everything that they do but then we you know look past the you know all the mistakes and all of the things that they messed up on and we just pull from the good parts and when we're doing that you have to realize that they also lived in a time where everything that they did was as in if they did it it basically became law 
we 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 can't do that we can't go out and like you know beat the crap out of someone and say oh i'm the alpha right that's not how it works <laughs> as much as which i wish it wouldn't but like it doesn't <laughs> which is what comes down to the fact that you know you've got to learn there is never a point in your life if you've got to stop learning from a your mistakes and b what other people have done exactly, you know, exactly. the you have to become the accumulation of everything good that you can possibly intake exactly yeah. and which which is why i think ignorance is a disease like there is a I difference mean, there there's a difference in between between being educated and being knowledgeable you get what i'm trying to say you can be educated and ignorant but you can't be knowledgeable and ignorant cuz trust me i have met so many people that dude i have had i'm it wasn't the racist thing that that guy wasn't trying to be racist but a guy literally told me oh so you're from india so you guys still have mud roads right and i mean you can't disagree with him right cuz no, like the thing is no no the thing is it's it's just the level of ignorance okay maybe maybe i'll tell you what it's right we do have mud roads but yeah exactly but we don't have it to the extent of where they think we do they yeah. think the whole city is just a bunch of mud huts exactly huts. the other thing the other thing i'm going to give you another example is if i would so in the us if i would offer someone indian medication you know a medication that these guys would pay 500 dollars for the same exact medication that i would get for 20 rupees in india these guys wouldn't take it they're just like oh we don't trust we don't we don't trust the medical system i'm like are you fucking serious like no but see you have to understand right it's say what we take away all the racial prejudice that they do have and uh-huh. we just leave it with what are the facts indian uh-huh. medicine no matter how effective it is at the end of the day you have a lot more diseases and you know how do i put it um medical fuck ups in india than you do in the us so that does create a bias you know like yeah but you know so that was just actually i didn't want to go down the whole racist path i wanted to just talk about how ignorance hmm of course, of course. kind of just from learning from a lot of cultures and True. from a lot of mistakes too like dude I, you know i i've seen people that are like dude you know i'm the alpha i'm the best at everything i do and i'm just like pitch your gpa is a 2.1 You're five years old and you're still in college. Like, get a fucking bachelor's already. You know, it's I'm finally, like, man. Someone said it. Like, at one point, you're just fucking up. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what is the biggest problem that most of uh, guys our age or you know your age face. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I mean I wouldn't say they want to be in combat sports but everybody wants to be a badass man and exactly you, bro you, you exactly. can't you can't apply that mindset everywhere see I'm, even if I'm talking about the very small percentage that do get into combat sports even in that small range that mindset doesn't play out well it's exactly. not something that you can lead bro. off of you don't have to be a badass badassery as a concept is flawed <laughs> exactly sorry. it literally means something or you're not <laughs> yeah be, being a badass i think i think the definition of it over time not not originally over time 
has evolved into just pure ignorance that's 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 exactly. based yeah because like if you look at guys who recognize themselves as badasses i'm not talking about you know the public recognizing them as badasses them themselves who portray themselves as badasses these are the guys who have the most ignorance out of out of out of most of the guys other than other than those conservative communities when you look when i'm talking about like the educated communities the mm. badasses are the most ignorant people shit bro i think we've i think we've been talking for like 50 minutes now listen like yeah i you know we have so much to talk about i feel like we can still go on for hours oh, but of like, course dude you know i'd love to have you on again and it's i feel like we've had like a great conversation mm-hmm. but you know it's it's just like i feel like i don't want to there is just so much more i want to talk about and i don't want to rush over it you know oh, of course of course i, of I course. don't i don't want to just be like you know okay dude you know we are are in the half into this and i'm i'm going to you know i'm going to start rushing things up up bad <laughs> i think i think, I, i think we've had a great conversation and of course yeah this is something i'm going to be happy to put out cuz i'm going to be very selective about it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's even though it's just like a conversation i don't want to put out shit <laughs> yeah you need you need to put out like something that at least people relate to <laughs> yeah definitely but bro i think i think we've done a great job i think this is going a very productive conversation and shit bro i never thought in my life that i'd be sitting with you talking about deep stuff like, like this I'm not yeah <laughs> <laughs> same man you, same you honestly evidently matured a lot man it's just it's great to have this conversation it's and great to you know get back in touch with you after like 6 or 7 years <laughs> shit <laughs> all right bro i'm just going to end this see you sounds Bye. good man see you